Hey, I'm Claire. Welcome to Real Life Business. This podcast has one goal, to prove that no one has their shit together 100% of the time and that ultimately, it's the way we decide to look at things that will determine our reality. Life can be hard, and in those moments, we are faced with a choice. Sit in the shit waiting for something to change or lean in with the belief of actually I can and make something happen. I know which I'd prefer. So if you're ready, then join me for Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. This week, I wanted to talk about something that has come up for me recently I've been doing a lot of work with teenagers and doing a lot of youth development programs over the last sort of 12 months or so. And a massive focus that I'm noticing in the sort of, you know, year 10, year 11 range is on grades and the emphasis on grades and what these kids want to be doing as a career, you know, what they're aiming to be in life. And what I'm noticing is that there is this really big pressure on their shoulders that they have to make the right decision at this age about what it is they want to do with their life and what it is they want to be. And it's got me asking the question as to whether this is the right thing that we should be focusing on. Now, I know when I was 15, 16 and starting to think about the where I wanted to go after school and if I wanted to go to uni and all those sorts of things like I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do in life and I don't know I don't remember there being such a pressure maybe maybe there was but um, it's certainly something that I'm noticing now and it's certainly something that I'm seeing in the teens that I'm working with and it has been something that I have had to work on throughout my career, my life, you know, my professional identity has been something that I've really struggled with, particularly once I left the realm of employed work and moved into um, my entrepreneurial journey. Now, over my life, I have had many, many different roles and I am just going to take a minute just to go uh, go over some of those because um, earlier this week, so we are at the start of April 2023, I posted a little game on my socials um, for people to guess which out of nine jobs I hadn't done. And there were things like there was a waitress and cleaner, bartender, receptionist, camel trainer, real estate administrator, accountant, online entrepreneur, dog groomer. And it was really interesting seeing all the different guesses as to which I hadn't done. And it just kind of, it was a really, it was, it was, all, it was just a fun exercise. I actually saw the, the post on someone else's page and I just said, oh, wow, can I, can I use that? That's awesome. And so I shared it on my page just for a bit of fun, but it's actually sparked some stuff for me. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today in this episode and, um, you really question whether focusing on what we want to be doing with our lives is the the right thing to focus on. So I remember my um, my journey into paid employment started when I was about gosh how old would I have been about thirteen years old and I was I was off school sick for the day and I remember a lady who lived down the street knocked on the door 
she was surprised that I answered. Obviously, she was expecting me to be at school. She um, had come over to speak to my mum. And um, she said how her and her husband were going out on the weekend and wondered if I would be available to look after their kids. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, like, wow, this is this is going to be my first job. And babysitting, as I called it, was um, something that kept me in clothes money and hot chocolate money as I went around town on the weekends with my friends for, for the first couple of years. And I felt like that was my... Um, that was my initiation into the world of work and entrepreneurship. You know, I was like, right, um, this this is this is it now. You know, I can earn money for myself and and I can I can do things for myself and and then sort of beyond that, I um, I started waitressing and cleaning. So that was another one that was in my post. I I got a job in a management training center. My dad got me a job in the management training center where his bank sent their staff to to do courses and things like that. And so it was sort of a hotel attached to it and it has coffee areas and things like that so I did stints in all different areas of of that management center so I did waitressing I did bar work when I got older I did housekeeping cleaning um, and reception work I did all sorts of things there and and it was a really great sort of um, introduction to customer service and then from there, I moved into bar work before going off to uni. And after uni was my year traveling. And that's when the real fun jobs came about. And if you are someone who participated in that little game on my socials and saw the options there, you'll note that Camel Trainer was one of the roles that I had on my list. I put it there as a, as a I was hoping it would be a bit of a red herring and, and it would be the one that people went, oh my God, that can't be true. And and some people said that, but then because it was so out there, there were others that thought, no, well, that that must be true and it must be one of these other more normal sounding jobs that, that is the um, that's the false one. Now, the, the camel training, just for those who have said to me, my God, I need to hear the camel story. The, um, the camel trainer role came about, it's a very long-winded story, essentially – Cutting a long story as short as I possibly can, the camper van that we were traveling in at the time decided to break down on the Stewart Highway between Alice Springs and Ayers Rock. And this was at a time around the Peter Falconio disappearance. So this was, you know, I was a bit like, you know, two pommy backpackers in the middle of Australia, um, broken down on the same piece of road that someone had mysteriously vanished, presumed dead. And it was a bit kind of, it was a bit kind of weird. But at the time, I don't necessarily remember thinking about that so much. It was only afterwards reflecting on it that I was like, eh, this is strange. Anyway, Anyone who has travelled to the centre of Australia may know of a cattle station called Curtin Springs. Now, Curtin Springs Station is about 80 kilometres from Ayers Rock and is sort of the last place uh, to stop before you get to Ayers Rock. So it's the last place you can fuel, it's the last place you can um, buy food or have a drink or anything like that. And then there's a campsite there and there's um, cabins there and rooms there and, and, and all sorts of things. And... We managed to get ourselves there and get our van there. We managed to be towed there. And the idea was that um, we asked if we could stay there long enough just to get the van fixed up. Now, cut a very, very long story short, that 
few days that we thought it would take to get our van fixed up and going again turn into a few months for one reason or another. And so in that time, we realized that we needed to work. So we're like, okay, if we're going to be here, we might as well work. So, you know, set, set us to work. What can we do? Um, and so I did a variety of roles. They had a bar, they had a fuel station, they had rooms. And so I did a variety of bar work, manning the servo, um, housekeeping the rooms, cleaning the rooms, doing the washing. And one other thing that they had at Curtin Springs Station were camels and cameleers and these cameleers you know camel cowboys essentially um, took tourists out around the bush on tours on camels and you know it was a it was a great experience you know for a for a pommy who just finished uni you know it was it was an amazing experience to get on the back of a camel and travel through the Australian bush um, at sunset and you know it it was awesome but these camels were just kind of mustered in from the wild. It's not like they were bought as trained camels. And I don't know whether I was kind of stitched up or, or whether it was a genuine thing, but whatever it was, how it turned about was they needed people to train the camels to get the camels used to having people on their back. So essentially I was like, well, okay. Um, and, and so I, I would be kind of the guinea pig that would sit on the back of these camels um, as they sort of paraded around to get them used to having tourists on the back of them. So um, I can say that I have been a camel trainer or at least a um, camel training aide, shall we say. So there you go. For anybody who wanted to know the camel story, that's it in an absolute nutshell. Um, (laughs) Moving back to what I wanted to talk about, though, in, in this episode, each of these jobs it, with each of these jobs, it was really easy for me to define what it was that I did. So if I met someone and they said, oh, what is it that you do? Um, depending on where I was working at the time, I was able to say, oh, I'm a, a receptionist, or I'm a real estate administrator, I'm a waitress, I'm a barmaid, bartender, whatever it is. Um, later in life, I'm an accountant. You know, I, I had a label and that label gave me some level of security, some level of confidence because I could confidently articulate what it was that I did. And I wonder if that has something to do with the emphasis that is placed on it, particularly in schools, you know, to, to give kids a feeling of having something to strive for, um, to ha- of having something to aim for. You know, we have to be a label. We have to be a thing. And it was only when I left my accounting job my accounting role in 2019 to to go full-time into my own business that I really started to struggle with my professional identity. You know, right up to that point, I'd always been able to say, well, I'm a this or I'm a that. And when you're in business for yourself, particularly when, like in my case, the the thing that I was in business with, the service that I offered, it was me. You know, it was it was coaching, it was training, it was facilitation. I ran I ran workshops, ran programs, did coaching sessions. Like so much of what I did was service based and was me just simply sharing the information that was in my head. And I started to really struggle with defining what it was that I did and over time that struggle 
started to build and it started to fester and it started to really manifest into lots of other things. You know, I, my, I found that if I couldn't define or I started to believe that if I couldn't define what it was that I was, if I couldn't define who I was, then how was I going to get clients? How were clients going to understand who I was? If I couldn't understand who I was, if I couldn't define who I was, I started to, what that then started to lead to was me losing belief in myself, losing confidence in myself, because if I couldn't figure out who I was, then how was anyone going to be prepared to pay me money for who I was? Does that make sense? And I trust that other service service-based entrepreneurs, business people listening to this have probably had the same sorts of feelings. I've certainly seen um, posts, I've had, you know, I've had conversations like, what do you call yourself? What do you do when you're at a networking event or you're at a family barbecue or you're at some social function and someone says, so what do you do? If, if you don't answer with a I'm an accountant, I'm a hairdresser, I'm an electrician, I'm a photographer, I'm a whatever it is. If you don't answer with a label, the conversation kind of goes a bit awkward. It's kind of like, ah, oh, okay, um, moving on. And, and and again, that kind of then amplifies this feeling of um, a drop in confidence in ourselves. So this this was something that this was something that was always in the back of my mind and I tried to ignore it I tried to define as best I could what it was that I did and it's only been very recently like after the point of complete burnout that I spoke about a couple of episodes ago that I realized that what I do or what we do isn't important it isn't what we need to focus on the, you know, what we do, how we earn money isn't the important thing. The important thing is how we feel. How, how, what are we doing for fulfillment? What are we doing for satisfaction? What gives us energy? What gives us enthusiasm? What gives us enjoyment? It doesn't matter how we earn money. It doesn't matter what label we put on things. It doesn't even matter what we do. It's what we do with our capacity to earn money that matters. So what we do with that money, what we allow that money to do for us, that is important. Now, that's, that, that's really easy to say, but to let go of the labels, to let go of what we make our labels mean is a lot harder than that you know for for me to let go of um to let go of the fact in my case that you know I, I work for myself I'm an entrepreneur I'm a business owner to let go of that was actually really really hard and the decision that that I made to go back to a an employed role probably there was probably something in that decision in all of this you know so I could reset and I could go back to a label and I could feel confident in myself again and I mean that's just feedback to me that that's probably something that I can look at and work through but what I wanted to really what I wanted to really bring to the forefront in in this conversation is that what we are doing for a living isn't important. It is what we are doing with our lives that is important. And this is something that I've really tried to get across in 
in the my recent programs with with teenagers like it isn't the goal isn't about acing our grades in school and knowing exactly what it is that we want to be doing at 16 or 17 years old because that there there is so much pressure in that I want to get across to these kids that we don't have to know that there are people in their 20s in their 30s in their 40s Christ there's probably people in their 50s and 60s that still can't tell you what they want to do with their life they've just been happily walking through their life in the present moment experiencing what they've been experiencing as they've experienced it and personally I think that's a really great place to be so I wanted to I wanted to pose a few questions some things that I asked myself Um, And some things that you can ask yourself that might be better things to think about than what is it that I want to do? Because I've been having, I've been having a lot of conversations lately with people feeling very much like I was at the start of the year and the end of last year, just completely over it, completely and utterly burnt out and over what they're doing and wanting a change. But what I'm noticing is that whilst the desire for change is strong, the knowledge of what label they want to change into is not strong. Like we don't know. People people don't know necessarily what it is they want to do. They just know that they don't want to be doing what they're currently doing. And so, and that's exactly how I was. Like at the end of last year, once I'd finished my last, um, once I'd finished my last youth program for the year, I had a few months where I was like, okay, um, I've got nothing else booked in now. Um, I've got a couple of months where I can just chill um, and and figure out what I want to do next. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew that something had to change. I knew that I needed a new challenge. I needed some variety. I needed something I needed a professional reset but I didn't know what that was and when we don't know what label it is that we are seeking it can be freaking hard it can be really blooming hard remember in the last episode I was saying that you know if we have a destination it's really hard to navigate there if we don't know where we're starting from but imagine if we don't know where we're starting from and we don't know where we want to go. We just know that we're standing in a spot right now and we want to be somewhere different. So we could literally turn in any which way we want, in any direction that we want, but we have no idea if it's going to bring us more fulfillment, more satisfaction, more happiness. Like we have no idea where it is we want to go because we're focusing on what it is that we want to do. And so my point to this episode, to this conversation, to this discussion is by saying that focusing on what we want to do is probably the wrong thing. And we actually need to be thinking about how we want to feel, what kind of person we want to become. So some of the questions that I started asking myself were things like, what sort of lifestyle do I want? What do I want to have the ability to do? What does my new let's call it a role, what does my new role need to allow me to do? So for me, I knew that having Kai um, schooling at home, whatever I did needed to be home-based. Whatever I did needed to be 
part-time. Whatever I did needed to be flexible because in any moment, I didn't know when he was going to need me. So like I, I needed to, I needed to have something in place that would allow me to be here for him. Now he doesn't need me on, he doesn't need me on next to him 24 seven, but he needs me here. So that was one of the things that whatever I decided to do, I knew that I needed flexibility. I knew that I needed to be at home and I knew that I only needed, wanted to commit to part-time hours. So what lifestyle is it that you want? What do you want a role to enable you to do? And the next thing that I was asking myself was, okay, well, how much do I want to earn? What with the kind of lifestyle that I want and what I want to be doing, how much do I want to earn? How much do I need to earn in order to have security for our family? How much do I need to bring in to contribute to our family for us to be safe, stable and secure? And then how much, how much do I want to work? I kind of alluded to that at the start. Like I, I knew that I only wanted to work a certain amount of hours and I wanted to have freedom and flexibility in those other hours. So once you've got those questions, what lifestyle do I want? What do I want to have the ability to do? How much do I want to earn? And how much am I prepared to work? Once you've got those defined it then becomes a question of, well, is what I'm currently doing now going to allow me to do that? Is what I'm currently doing going to allow me that lifestyle, that flexibility, that earning potential, that amount of work? Like, am I going to get all that I am wanting from what I am doing now? How, how do I want to feel? You know, that's the other really massive thing. You know, I focused so much on the label, on the title of what it is that I was doing that I ignored how I wanted to feel. I ignored the point of living my purpose. Like I was so caught up in trying to define what I wanted to do that I actually lost track of what was more important. And that was how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to be showing up in the world and how I wanted to be serving the world. And when we focus on that, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what we're doing. Like literally when I, when I had that, ah, you know, when I had that penny drop moment of, Claire, you're here to inspire like you are an inspirer. So many people message me, comment to me, speak to me when I see them about how my posts, my podcast, my content, just my being, just my energy is inspiring. And that is my purpose. That is what I am here for. I am here to inspire. So if I'm inspiring you working behind a bar or if I'm inspiring you training a camel or if I'm if I'm inspiring you recording a podcast or um, being your accountant and business advisor or whatever it is like it doesn't matter what it is that I'm doing my satisfaction my energy my enthusiasm my purpose comes from who I am being and how I am showing up and how I am feeling. So really getting clear on how you want to feel in what you are doing is going to give you very strong clues and very strong indications of whether 
you're in the right role or in the right position right now. Because if what you are currently doing is not enabling you to feel how you want to feel, is not allowing you to live how you want to live, is not allowing you to earn what you want to earn in a way that you want to earn it within the hours that you're prepared to give, then that is very, very clear feedback to you that there needs to be some sort of change. And only when you can, you can define all of those things. So you don't have to know, well, I'm going to go from being a hairdresser to an electrician. You don't have to know that. You just have to know all those other parameters. And then as, opportun- as other opportunities come your way, you can, you, you've got a structure for, through which to filter them. You know, you, well, that's really cool. That's, you know, that might give me um, the working environment that I want, but it's not going to give me the pay that I want for the hours that I'm prepared to put into it. So there's no point in my opinion, there's no point going for that opportunity because it might all be new and shiny and and wonderful for the first 12 months or so, but you're soon going to hit brick walls. You're soon going to get frustrated. You're soon going to feel resentment. You're still going to feel trapped, confined, whatever it might be, because what you've chosen to do is out of alignment with with all of those more important things to focus on. So I trust this is making sense. I think if you are if you are listening to this and you can hand on heart say what I am doing now in my role or my business or whatever it is if what you are doing now lights you up allows you to live the lifestyle that you want allows you to earn the money that you want in the way that you want to earn it in the hours that you're prepared to give and you are feeling energized and you are feeling satisfied and you are feeling fulfilled, then awesome. Rock forth and keep doing what you're doing. If it is not, if you are not able to answer those questions with a hell yeah, then ask yourself this, do I have a plan in place to transition? Do I know, do I have answers for all of those questions? And do I have a plan in place for how to transition from where I am now to where I want to be? Again, if yes, amazing, awesome, rock forth and and, and see out that plan. If you don't, let me ask you this right now, do you want one? If you don't, if, if what you are currently doing right now doesn't light you up doesn't allow you to live the lifestyle that you want, doesn't allow you to earn the money that you want to earn in the way that you want to earn it, in the hours that you want to earn it, and you have no plan of how to get out of that and get to where you want to be, do you want one? Do you want one? And if you do, I would, I am inviting you right now to send me a DM on my socials. So Claire underscore Markwick on Instagram or just Claire Markwick on Facebook, send me a DM and say, I want a plan or whatever it is, just reach out. And um, I will, I will invite you into my Facebook group where I can tell you a bit more about what I've decided to do and why I've decided to do it and let you explore whether that might be something that could be right for you as well. So that's it from me for this episode, just a short one. I just had to get that off my chest because literally it was just earlier this week and and I had a room full of sort of 16-year-olds and they were all so 
drained with the end of term and with the focus on exams they had so many exams and so many assignments and you could just feel the drained energy and the pressure of doing well so that they could do what they wanted to do and I just had to get off my chest that it's not doing things that is going to make us feel happy and fulfilled in our careers and in our lives it is feeling things and in order to feel things sometimes we have to make very courageous decisions to do things differently so yeah that's it from me for this week I would love for you to share this episode with someone that you think needs to hear it. And as I say, every episode, I do love to connect and do love to chat. So please, if there's anything in this episode that you want to learn more about or chat more about, then reach out to me on socials, Claire underscore Markwick on Instagram and Claire Markwick on Facebook and LinkedIn. And let's connect until next time. Bye bye.